Hello and welcome back to another episode of the 920 show. Uh, still going strong. We're plowing through summer. Uh, we are into Labor Day weekend. How did this happen already? Uh, once again, joining me on the mic, Katie, what are your thoughts on Labor Day weekend? Um, the fact that summer is coming to an end. A little tear. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> so I always have talked about this with my friends. And we talk about like the quote unquote worst days of the year and how they like change growing up and all that. Right. Yep. I still think no matter how old you are, the day, the Tuesday after Labor Day, coming back into work, it's September. It's kind of like, oh, wait, it's real life again. Honestly, it was real life for me today when I walked outside and I felt a little chill in the wind. <sighs> so I was, I, was like, <gasps> I was taking my dog for a walk and around uh, our neighborhood, there's some pretty old established trees and the tippy, tippy tops of the trees were starting to tinge that yellow. Katie's can't contain herself. I it's PSL love, season. It's PSL season. And <laughs> I genuinely love the like months of September and October. Oh, they're I, mostly like I love Halloween. I just the and everything surrounding Halloween a, is my vibe. You're a scary season. I'm a lover. Libra. I'm a Libra. I don't know what that means. That means that I was born in October. Okay. Uh, so does that mean that you just love the fall? Is that a Libra characteristic? Well, it is now. I made I mean, it a Libra characteristic. I'm an Aquarius, and I like the fall. Can we be included in this <laughs> situation? Um, no, but- I agree, though. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, it really sucks that summer is coming to a close, and we've had so much fun. But like honestly, I'm a little bit excited. Uh, <laughs> I went shopping. I got some new fall fits. You're kidding. I still have yet to do that. I know. I really need I to get it done. I got myself some flannels. Flannels? Yeah. Where'd you go? Oh, um, Target. But that is know. a good. That's a good spot, yeah. though. They have great guys' clothes. They I, do. They, the Goodfellow brand. Yeah. Ten oh, out of ten. I think everything. It's so yeah. cost effective, and yeah. I'm obsessed with it. It's great. It's great. It and is. so I got. I got some flannels. I got a couple sweaters. Got myself a couple crew neck sweatshirts i'm ready to throw some fall fits i love that for you (laughs) but you could be flexing in the new office like i was saying um it's kind of bittersweet because fall is so awesome especially around here you know you can start to see the the colors change and you go on those fall color hikes and Mm -hmm. um you know the uh as you bike down the fox river trail like it's just illuminating and then on top of that all the like the fun fall I was gonna events. say the fall stuff going on yeah, yeah. the pumpkin patches the apple orchards oh my gosh, such the, a vibe I just oh i know wait. all the farms have their little fall fests where you can get all sorts of yummy treats oh it's caramel apple season too i know i do love a good caramel apple <laughs> yeah they're awesome a little on the chewy sweet side from oh no and po- pumpkin pie is my favorite type poor madeline my daughter braces yeah i know no caramel apples for her this year oh nick (laughs) that's terrible oh sucks to be her oh well that's part of the deal you want straight teeth that's okay yeah you gotta do you gotta do or you gotta just do it later in life like you that's true (laughs) i just called you out i'm sorry it hurts okay i don't have real braces i have invisalign yeah and i you know i was thinking about my mom when i when i was growing up my mom like told my dentist i didn't need braces my teeth have always been straight but yeah I was 
my i just didn't want them to get crooked down the road and i was like i might as well just fix it cosmetically <laughs> well now here we are here we are in our in our <laughs> 20s and 30s and yeah. still dealing with with yeah. all of these issues because we just wanted to have a caramel apple at the farm in the fall mm-hmm. i just want to tell you that yeah. what's um, up this is off topic but hey let's do it Haley from right ash Robinon. yeah she has a lululemon belt bag and i'm just obsessed with it and they've been wow. really hard to get because this they're always out of stock turn shout out Haley from ash Robinon. they're always out of stock but i really want one because i feel like they'll come in handy well they just came back in stock <laughs> so i'm getting it right now <laughs> so you're shopping over well okay i'm so glad gen z can multitask and shop and work catch, at the same i had time. to get it all right, fantastic. Well, while you're checking out your Lululemon belt bag, belt bag, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, let's look back. Let's uh, um, take a take a peek back. We had Brad on from the Para Ice uh, mm-hmm. World Challenge last week for a very interesting uh, conversation, um, and that is a good transition into. Uh, a little look back into last weekend because it was a busy one. Mm-hmm. We talked about it a lot in last week's episode uh, leading up to it, but uh, I mean, it was so cool to see the para ice, uh, women's para ice hockey uh, challenge go on at the Rush Pavilion at Cornerstone. Um, teams from around the world. I want to give a great shout out to our entire community. Um, I had other obligations at various events throughout town. I did not get to get to go, but I heard it was packed out. I heard it was loud. Yeah, and a couple people from our office did end up going. And yeah, yeah, also, yeah. you were working Art Street, and you said that you mentioned that a couple people that were down at Art Street had just came from the yes. the yeah. games. So. I heard it was an awesome turnout, though. Yeah, for sure. There was people, like, there was a team from Canada, and obviously they had their family and friends there, but there were also people who traveled from yeah. Canada to come down. They had, like, a whole a whole section. And, do we, I mean, I think you saw, everyone saw this on social media, but, of course, USA wins the first ever mm-hmm. woman, women's para, uh, women's world para ice hockey challenge. So, um you know, a great step in the right direction. We need to continue to support this event and continue to uh, support these athletes because we're working to bring it back. We want to make sure it is is here and that it become the Green Bay kind of becomes the hub for that that sport. But this was like the first step to it actually becoming the paralympic a paralympic event it's not there yet it is on the men's side which is kind of you know crazy i mean we've seen it on the men's side for as long as i can remember the paralympics happening yeah uh so to to grow the women's side and to be for green bay to be a place that that kind of that egg was starting to hatch is Mm -hmm. really really cool so you know they need to get it up to six teams right now there's four there's uh u.s canada uk and world um so continue to show your support for that i was wondering like did brad talk about like kind of what the future looks like for it or was it just uh yeah i mean we talked a little bit about what the future looks like um Mm -hmm. we're definitely uh want to bring it back and are talking with usa hockey and um the organizers about having it again Hmm. um nothing's for sure right now i can share that we know everyone involved with the organization of the event was like very pleased with the location with the local support um how the state was represented Mm -hmm. uh with uh, the travel wisconsin sent somebody down to do a, a welcome 
uh as well so uh really rolled out the red carpet and i know they were really happy with with how everything went so hopefully it'll be back here again um no formal announcement but we're working towards I that i love that for them yeah for us. yeah and then katie mentioned it um <laughs> guess what i did I need to see the photo because we talked about it in the team meeting and I said, send me a picture and you did it. Uh, so my wife went uh, up to the Northwoods of Wisconsin to visit her sister and uh, my niece and nephew for the weekend, leaving me uh, a bachelor for the weekend. Uh, leaving you responsible to uh-huh. buy house decor. Yep. And that was the second part of it. I said, I she was, must really like you. I was bartending. I hope so. <laughs> uh, we've been together for 12 years. <laughs> I don't know if that's like, oh, she definitely does like me or like she's just, just, you know, feels bad. I don't know. For the ride. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sometimes I get in my head about that. Like, is she just like, hanging out with me because she's just like there's no there's no other there's no better way out (laughs) i mean i don't bring that much to the table um so yeah so we i bartended art street on uh friday which was so much fun like Mm -hmm. it was the best volunteer job i could have ever asked for it was like yeah it was a ton of fun we were serving beers we were serving hot dogs we were serving brats and burgers and white claws and trulies and sodas and it was a lot of fun it was really really busy uh of course it was at the new location at park it was good it was good you know i think for the first year there they they learned a lot yeah um the best part is there's so much room for the event to grow, uh, for more art vendors, for more stages, mm-hmm. more performances. So, like, I think this first year there was kind of you know feeling it out, feeling out the, uh, feeling out the how the event would work there, how parking would work. Uh, they did have parking over at the Brown County Fairgrounds and then shuttled over, but it was it was a ton of fun. And shout out to Mosaic Arts who, uh, who arranged the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But speaking of that. Um, since I was going and we needed pictures, we talked about this. I successfully purchased art for the first time in my life, which is, uh, I I don't know. You tell me, I'll, I'll show you the picture here. Um, check it out. Decent. It definitely matches the vibe of your house. Yeah, for sure. And here's the cool part. It's called Bay Beach. It was inspired by the loops of the Zip and Pippin, and you can see kind of in the background there's a little red house that's supposed yeah. to be like the train tour. So it's like very abstract, oh, but it also cute. has some like local meaning. That's and it's cute. from a local artist from De Pere. Hmm. Uh, so love that for that. Yeah, it was definitely. Um, you know what I really, really, really want in my apartment? What? Um, art from Jenna Cast. <laughs> i want it so bad uh, was she yeah. there uh i did not see her booth but oh. i know i mean she just got done with that big exhibit mm-hmm. so i don't know if she would even have had enough time to put together enough stuff to That's exhibit true. at art street but so yeah, yeah so she's bad. great she's great that one looks good too yeah i like it a lot i like it a lot so we also had quite the um quite the adventure last week we'd mm-hmm. mentioned it in last week's episode uh that we were going around with uh the journalists yep. so we had what we call in the industry a fam or familiarization tour uh we had 10 journalists in throughout uh the country and katie and i went and along with the rest of the team went to we were basically like our job's not a real job tour guides yeah 
we just went and had fun. I know. Yeah, it and was ate, great. And ate great food. It was great. Yeah, it was really cool. Should we? Do you want to run down? Like, I'm, I have a I'll few do, things I want to highlight. So if you want to go yeah, first, I'll you do can the things that in. I did, yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. do the things you did. Instead of like a weekend recap, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Okay. I'm gonna just pause for a second because if we're if this is gonna be the weekend recap, then we need to drop in the music right here. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so I for the fam tour. What did I all do? Um, what was that Wednesday night we went to Cedar and Sage? Wednesday night we went to Cedar yeah. and Sage, yeah. I've never been there before. Really? Um, well, I didn't realize that was your first time there. Well, we went there for the um, holiday reception. I think that was like one of the first times I oh. was with DGB. Okay. Um, and we went just there for drinks afterwards or yeah. whatever. Um, so I hadn't had their food. Oh. Um, but mm. I had their food for the first time mm. on Sunday night. and What'd you get? What was it again? The bison you got, ragu. You got the bison, bison ragu. ragu. Yeah, it was yeah, good. Yeah, it was super good. And I am such a wimp when it comes to spicy things. And I saw that it was spicy. I knew that it was spicy. But it was so amazing. Like, I just like was like, I'm eating past the spiciness. <laughs> but it was super good. Um, the flavor was amazing. So. Did you get dessert? I did. What was that called again? I don't Apple, know. I don't like that stuff. Apple... Crumble? Yeah, it was like apple. apple. It was like a deconstructed apple pie. Yeah, and it was amazing. It was mm. so good. Nick's I'm glad not, you loved that. The dessert's not that vibe. Not Nick's vibe. No, but it's not. Anyways, so the, the, I mean specifically that kind of dessert. Yeah. I, just, I don't. I don't do pie. Soft fruit. It, I, I don't do vibe. soft fruit. <laughs> <laughs> there was a big discussion about that at the table. The entire table like, was talking about. They were questioning. Dislike. I was on trial for yeah. <laughs> not liking pie yeah um so anyways we got that it was super good 10 out of 10 recommend um yeah and just like the vibe and ambiance in there is amazing um and then on thursday we had to move around the schedule just a little bit because a rain, little bit of a tiny bit of rain but that's okay yeah um so we went to thursday morning we went to kind of just swamico vibe yeah um so started out at uncle mike's which Yum. I had also never been to. Oh even. my God. Are you serious? You've yeah. never been. Wait, you've had I've their. Had cr- so Mike's? you've had the Kringle when people yes. like pick it up and bring it into the office and all that. Yeah. But and, never been yep. into an Uncle Mike's shop. Right. Okay. So. And what'd you think? Were they wearing the hats? Yes. Cameron was like, Cameron was like, can you tell them if we post a TikTok about them that we get a free hat? And I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't. I. I, I I, it it's perfect for their yeah. uh, aesthetic yeah, in the bakery, definitely. but like I'm not wearing that. No, like I'm not wearing that to Cameron's Cedar and like, Sage. I was like, Cameron, just buy one. He's like, I don't want to wear it. Explain the hats to the people. I don't know the story of the hats. No, no, no. What they look like. Oh, I don't know the story either. But yeah. they've just worn them forever. Yeah, they're like. How would you explain that? They're like rainbow, kind of like baseball caps almost, and they have the spinny thing the on top. The propeller on top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Um, so. They have a huge, like, tons of options to choose from right when you walk in. It smells Did amazing. Did you free sample the heck out of that place? Yes. <laughs> and I also got a um, vanilla ice latte, which is my staple drink. I get it everywhere I go. And how does it stack up at Uncle Mike's? I literally told Liz, this is the best vanilla ice latte I have ever had. Wow. High praise. I, you know they have PSLs in the in October, too. And I am a vanilla ice latte snap. I judge each place against each other. I really do. And I tried that one, and I was like, Liz, I, 
I, I'm speechless. So power rank your your vanilla iced latte. My Did vanilla iced latte. Yeah, like one to three. Okay, so top three. Every day I get one from McDonald's, and I just <laughs> I know you're gonna judge me, but I love them. They're my staple. Okay. I know you're like uh, what's your name from Weeds. They're just good. <laughs> I don't know, and um, so I get that every day. Um, but my local ones, I do top ranking probably. My favorite tasting one, definitely Uncle Mike's. Okay. And I... I love putting you on the spot. That's a high quality like, one. <laughs> that's, a, that's a 10 out Number of 10. two? They also have collect- Collectivo coffee. Yeah. So I think that's maybe why. Yeah. Um, number two. Oh, boy. Um, probably um, Luna's is really amazing. Okay. Luna's is so good. Okay. Um, number three. Um... Toast and Co. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, okay. Top. Anyways, All right, moving so, back yeah, into yeah, the yeah. fam tour. So, I after that we went to the. You're talking Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Did you go to Edge VR? Yes, but we went somewhere we went in somewhere between. Else. I don't even have the schedule. Because... We went to the chocolate shop. Oh, candy bar. Candy bar. Yeah. Which. You've never been there either. Never been there. Didn't know that it was there. <laughs> Um, and reviews 10 out of 10 they make their own chocolate hand hand dip everything like it's just really cool inside i don't know they had chicken chicken fried chicken flavored chocolate Fri- that doesn't or fried chicken flavored like candies and okay. i was like this is so okay. crazy to did me. you try the fried chicken flavored candy no and i did not try it because it was in a it was in a box and like you had to get it or whatever and i was mm. just like it's okay but i just thought it was interesting in addition to that yeah. they had bob ross energy drinks like the painter? Yeah. And I'm gonna put a little tree here. Yeah. And this happy, happy accident. Happy cloud. <laughs> happy cloud. Yeah. And uh <laughs> they had what is that angel food Angel food cake? Angel food cake? Mm-hmm. Never mm-hmm. have I had that mm-hmm. before. Wow. I know. Look at all these experiences. I I'm know. Enjoying. Okay. Yeah. Tourist in your own town. I know. Love that for me. Yeah. Okay, so did that and then we went to Edge VR. Mm-hmm. Never been there before. I had never been there before either. Had literally no idea that it was so much fun. that cool. So much fun. There's, did you do the walk the plank? I sure did. And I jumped right off of it, Nick. I, I jumped right off. I couldn't do it. Why? I could I felt like I I don't know. I don't know why. I I don't know why I couldn't do it. But it like so it's it's you know, they have obviously like I was I was talking to Sean about this. Obviously, there's like the Oculus, right? That you mm-hmm. can like get at home, but this is like, yeah. like way it's intense. like way more steps up. And one of the beginner things that they do is they have you go up in this elevator in virtual reality and then walk out on a plank and grab like a donut, yeah, or a piece of cake or something yeah. like that. And like I'm not to be honest, like I'm not even really like that scared of heights. Like that's not a big thing of mine. I know some people in this office are scared of heights. Yeah. But it was just weird. Like the whole thing engulfed all of my senses. Yeah, it's like your senses and, that yeah. And I even stepping like when I was walking on that plank, like I had the feeling of being off balance. Yeah, it's super which crazy. Was so weird. I had never experienced anything like that before. But before we hop off of Edge VR, I just want to talk about a couple things with them because that place yeah, I just explain what there. it is because I don't think a lot of people. So it's it's a it's a um, 
like gamer slash virtual reality cafe lounge. lounge. So they have their they have an area where they just have like dozens of PCs set up for anybody who wants to just like come in and game. Um, I, I'm gonna butcher this. Maybe we should have Sean on because mm-hmm. at some point we should have him on because I'm not a gamer and I like, but I have the utmost respect for the gaming industry. Like I know it's a ton of people's. Uh, hobby and it's a huge thing in our culture right now and i love that people love it um but i it's just not me it's just not my thing and i don't know the right terminology but on top of the um area with all the pcs where you can game um and they're like top of the line they were telling me they hand built all these computers which is like i I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> you can just build a computer, like yeah. a gaming computer, like sick. That's awesome. Then, uh, then they have what? Probably like eight to ten virtual reality, like kind of bays, where you can have two people. Uh, and you can bring a group and like, mm-hmm. there's all sorts of games that you can play from like shooter zombie games to adventure walking and fantasy or walking the plank or whatever. And like, I was telling Sean, like, this is really cool for this to be really cool for like, a, and he says this happens all the time. Like I golf with a group of like four guys every now and then in the summer and spring and, and fall. But when it's like winter out and the golf courses aren't open and we're just like looking for a guy's trip to do something fun, like this would be incredibly awesome. Yeah awesome then on top of that they have their stage area where they host like big time tournaments yeah with like uh, the best people in esports and yeah. whatever like they have they bring them in they fly them in from california yeah, and it's very cool and like there's this huge stage and there's two computers facing each other and then they're it's projected up on a huge yep. screen for the for the uh audience to watch and then they also have uh they have software and they have folks in 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 house who like live stream it and comment on it like it's like a regular sports broadcast and they broadcast it out on their uh streaming channels and get like thousands and thousands of people watch this stream so it's an incredibly incredibly impressive place you have to go check it out even if like i just want to say for our listeners who are not in that realm quote unquote like gamers because because i would not consider myself a gamer i would go there and i with a group of guys and they serve beer they serve apps they serve soda and pizza and like go for an afternoon and just like go have some fun and like it's really, really cool, and I'm totally going to bring a group of friends there. I'm definitely going to bring my kids there at mm-hmm. some point, but um, but just he, a really cool way to even like get introduced to the gaming world. Yeah, and he, Sean had mentioned that they work, so Titletown is doing a whole esports yeah. thing, and Sean had mentioned that they work really closely yep. with them to put all that on, yeah. which is really unique. He, uh, I would love to see the esports yeah. world like thrive in green bay like yeah. i i just picture sean and i were kind of just dreaming together about this like i would love to see the rush expo center full of mm-hmm. like rows and rows and rows of computers hosting like big national tournaments yeah that'd be um, so cool or like and then even like hold the the finals in the atrium at lambo yeah or in front of the Lombardi trophy down in the yeah that'd like, be so I sick mean, it would be so so cool yeah. so i had i mean Basically, going there, I had or not... even at the rush center, like yeah. have them down at the middle of the rush center and 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 project the what and the... like streaming and yeah all yeah. That. yeah oh um, so cool but basically, I would love to see it happen. Just going there was really insightful because um, yeah. 
I really had no idea that all that was going yeah. on there. So yeah, um, I feel like gamers like a lot of times get a. I think it's changing now that it's becoming more and more mainstream. Mm-hmm. But like, if you still think that gamers and like video game people are just like nerdy dudes who are yeah. sitting in their basement, like you better check yourself and you better watch what's coming because Mm -hmm. esports is about to take over the freaking world and the guys and the guys and girls, um, uh, behind this industry are freaking brilliant people. And definitely. And I mean, writing a plot for a video game or for some adventure like this is like more in depth than like writing movie scripts and show Mm -hmm. scripts. So it's a form of entertainment that's been on the come up, but has had a stigma. And even though I'm not like the most into it person, I'm going to stand on the podium for these people and say like, Hey, this is going to be big and we need to get on board as a community. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it was awesome. It was super cool. (laughs) It was super it yeah. was uh so yeah. should i i'll uh i'll i'll go over a couple highlights oh you're not done don't give me that I'm not finger done yet. do not give me that <laughs> I said, finger we, i'm trying to hurry us along a little bit well, here i know i went on my ra- i know i did go <laughs> on my whole time <laughs> hold on well that's on purpose I have one more, more of me less of you Nick, that's what the people say i'm funny <laughs> anyways <laughs> um last thing was just we went to 888 Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. Love that place. But yep, I guess you can go now. It's okay. Fine. What did you get at eight eight eight? Um, I get the mac and cheese sandwich Ooh. and their tomato bisque soup. I've never been there yet. That's a disservice to do you. Do we need to do a department lunch? Yeah, but okay. there will be no discussing marketing because <laughs> you have to. It's a mess to eat because my okay. mac and cheese sandwich is amazing. Okay. But we could discuss after. <laughs> All right, sounds good. So I started out. I met the uh, the crew uh, at um, at Anduzzi's. So they all came in, and our first lunch was at Anduzzi's. And holy man, were our eyes bigger than our stomachs. We ordered the jalapeno kickers. We ordered the pretzel bites. We ordered the... And how many of you were there? Uh, Twelve. Oh. Uh, we ordered the... There's a Kringle burger... Really? Yeah, so it's a burger, but the bun is a Kringle. Oh, my gosh. Is it from Uncle Mike's? <laughs> it is. Oh, nice. It is. It is from Uncle Mike's. A little Mike. collab. Yeah, and then we ordered the Ultimate Bloody Marys as well, which I know you uh, grabbed some um, video keep of. Our, our TikTok. TikTok yeah. and Facebook or uh, and Instagram Reels, reels yeah, because yeah. it's all there. You can see the creation of the Ultimate At Bloody Mary. There's uh, cheese and sausage in a field goal shape. Yeah. There is a skewer of sliders. So you got a uh, chicken and waffle slider. Mm-hmm. You got your uh, pulled pork, pulled pork slider. And you've got your regular cheeseburger uh, slider. And then you have another skewer of all of your like, you know, normal Bloody Mary stuff. So there's like a pickle, a bunch of olive, like big, like the yeah. big giant olives. Uh, Mushrooms. Things like, yeah, I think so. Things like that. And then there's a fourth slider with uh, chicken wings, oh my uh, boneless wings, and um, and the jalapeno kickers. That's all crazy. And like a giant thing. So that was um, that was really, really good. I got the uh, the steak quesadilla. Oh, yeah. Which was really the Ranchero Steak Quesadilla, I believe it's called. Uh, inside Out Grilled Cheese. Somebody at our table got the Inside Out Grilled Cheese. It's 
so good. Really? It's two pieces of bread and then there's some like bacon and pesto and stuff, I believe. Just check in Doozy's menu if I'm wrong. Don't call me out, please. It's something like that. But then the cheese, they put it on the griddle and then put the bread on top of the cheese and then close the sandwich so the cheese is on the outside. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's intense. Yeah, it's very cool. And then our whole table got a whole bunch of stuff. Then we went to uh, Botanical Gardens. I kind of dropped them off there. They explored the habitat exhibit, mm-hmm. you know, uh, very cool stuff there. And then, of course, I joined you at uh, at Cedar and Sage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday, we handed that off to, to Liz. They did Thursday. a lot of the... Uh, no, Wednesday. They... Um, they came in Tuesday. That's when I had lunch with them. Tuesday is when we had lunch or had had dinner at, at um Oh, I thought it was Wednesday. No. Nope. Okay. Then uh Liz and Cameron stepped in because I had a lot of meetings on Wednesday. They did a, a lot of the uh they did a lot of the stuff. Um they went to uh they went to Lambeau Field, did the whole oh, like yeah. uh um stadium tour, Hall of Fame tour, all of that sort of stuff. I'm just checking my notes here uh, real Parallel quick. 44, I think. Yep, yep. Uh, one, a, a, uh, a spirits writer or whatever you might want to call it. They went out to, to Paradise North. Uh, we did the National Railroad Museum, which we got like a behind-the-scenes tour. It was so oh, cool. Really? Yeah, they were. we got to go in the back where they were renovating a old 1920s U.S. Postal Service car. Ooh. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, then, um, of course they did the title town stuff. Then I went, cause we did edge VR twice. Cause we did edge, I did edge VR on Wednesday and you went on Thursday cause the group kind of had to split their yeah. time. And then the, uh, they also went on a brewery tour of, um, Stillmank, Noble Roots and Zambaldi, uh, also went out to Ledgestone Vineyards. So that was super fun. And then Thursday, again, we kind of got all mixed up on thursday so you kind of covered what you what Mm -hmm. you did for the most part uh we did i do want to highlight we did go out to union hotel for dinner i want to try that so have you not been to union hotel it was probably the one of the best meals i've ever had in my life did you just get like is it like prime rib steak potatoes oh no or what oh no 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 i got scallops i <laughs> and they have like the bread it's traditional supper yes, club they yep. have the bread the bread the relish tray the veggies yeah. uh french onion soup um i love french onion soup. Uh, it, it was so good and um mckim the owner uh he's third generation owner uh operator yep. of it the boyd family yep. gave us a whole tour told us some awesome stories it's haunted it's haunted. It is. Yeah. It's haunted. Yep. Like very haunted. Mm-hmm. It's on like one of the top haunted places. Yeah. And um, I went upstairs all by myself when we they, did our photo shoot there. They took them. Good for you. They, um, scary. They t- <laughs> did. you feel a cold wave pass? A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, that was, I mean, if you haven't been to the union hotel, you, you just have to go, mm-hmm. uh, got myself an old fashioned, uh, got myself the scallops, um, with the baby reds on the side. It came with some butter. Oh my gosh. I'm iconic. Like I just love that. Oh, vibe. My stomach is growling immediately. Yes. I know it's oh, so good. Um, but that was the weekend. And I think that's, do we, do we have anything else to cover? We'll, we'll, we'll take a look into the, what's going on this weekend, uh, after our, um, after our interview um but i actually think that was uh, a pretty good wrap up of of everything that was going on um a lot happening uh on the other side of our interview we will um we will look ahead to the weekend uh it is as we mentioned it is the last official day of summer 
um, which is is crazy. Um, but today, speaking of Union Hotel and historical places in Green Bay, we have um, the owners of Astor House. Uh, Astor Historical House, now a bed and breakfast. Uh, again, kind of one of those stories that you know they're, they're, they had a career path and you know something just wasn't fulfilling them. So uh, they definitely took a chance and had to go through the pandemic uh, owning a bed and breakfast, which proved its its own challenges um, and plus a little bit of history. So a quick conversation about the Astor House, and then on the other side we will go over the events. I do want to tease we have some awesome guests coming up leading into packers season we have a quick trip sponsored packers content creator matt ramage coming up in coming weeks and um one of my favorite conversations i've ever had on this podcast uh coming up is uh jason slade he may recognize jason from night times on wixx uh but also if you've ever been to uh, a game at lambeau field he is the live entertainment uh, voice that um, he does the roll out the barrel and all the other competitions. So some really fun conversations on the horizon. This one was a super fun conversation as well. Uh, I learned a lot of history about Green Bay that I didn't know. So um, definitely check it out. Uh, Katie, any last words? Nope. We'll see you on the other side. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back, everybody, to the uh, the nine two zero show special guest uh, segment time uh, once again. Um, we are very very excited for uh, today's special special guest. Um, she is uh, a co owner at the Astor House Bed and Breakfast, a very very historic. Uh, an important building um, in Green Bay. Uh, so we're very excited to dive into the history and all things going on over at uh, Astor House B&B. It is Linda Steber, co-owner of Astor House Bed and Breakfast. Welcome to the 920 show, Linda. Thank you so much, Nick. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, this should be fun. This should be a fun conversation. So First and foremost, we want to get to know the people behind the places. Um, so, so Linda and I were talking a little bit pre-show, um, and you're a li- lifelong Green Bay resident, correct? Absolutely. My father has very strong roots. He passed away in 2008, but uh, Dad loved Green Bay with his whole heart and the Packers. Um, his great uncle played for the team. Back in the 1930s, he was in opposite Don Hudson. Oh, wow. And his name was Waylon Becker. You didn't hear a lot about him because you heard a lot about (laughs) Don Hudson, rightfully so. But there is uh, definitely um, a a strong, strong feeling in my heart as well for Green Bay with all that family Mm -hmm. history there. And we've lived in this neck of the woods since I was just a little gal. We uh, we were I was born outside of Chicago. We won't talk about that. Yeah, My heart's okay. right here it's in okay. Green Bay. We welcome all sorts of anyone <laughs> anyone who wants to come visit or live in our community. Open arms, regardless of origin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so. Let's get into the Astor House uh, bed and breakfast a little bit because I'm fascinated. Um, I'm I'm fascinated by this property. I'm fascinated with what you guys are doing. But um, a lot of the listeners to this show are either you know maybe new to Green Bay or just came into the area or are thinking about planning a trip uh, to our region. So I'm I want to give you just like the open mic here. 
um, give a what is the to, to those who don't know what is the Astor House and what is its historical significance to the Green Bay area? Looking back even into the um, 1800s? Absolutely. So the house was built in 1888 by a prominent attorney named Adolph Watermullen. And the land that the house was built on was owned by the Astor family, the same Astor family where one of their descendants perished on the Titanic. So it's the same family lineage there. Um, so the land was owned by the Astors. They sold it to Adolph Watermelon, that particular uh, parcel, and he had the house constructed. And it was owned by, um, by attorney Watermelon for a few years. It was sold to Dr. Julius Bellin in about 1905. And as far as we understand, we've had descendants of Dr. Bellin reach out to us. We've done a little bit of research on our own And also we have some info from the Historical Society. So from all of that information, um, we've gathered that Dr. Bellin saw some patients at the house. Um, He boarded nurses there who were going to the early training college. Uh, The information that we have told us that there were three nursing students the first year that the training college was established. And Dr. Bellin... Um, did a lot of remodeling on the house. He had the porch put on. He had some big bay windows added. And when the nurses would graduate from the training school, he would have a little party for them behind the house in the garden. And so fast forward a little bit, when Tom and I uh, took over the inn in 2019, we really wanted to make that backyard mm-hmm. reflective of that time when Dr. Bellin would have this area to entertain. So we've really put a lot of work into the garden um, to just honor what Dr. Bellin wanted to create there around the house. And so the home was owned by Dr. Bellin until his passing in the late 1920s. So while we're, well, we, before we move on from Dr. Bellin, I just want to give you the opportunity to explain to some people outside of the area his significance in our region and, and kind of the legacy that he created while he was alive and now that has grown since his passing. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes, for that reminder. All of us know uh, the name Bellin is is near and dear to our hearts because it's one of our major medical institutions in the area. So Dr. Bellin was born in Kiwani County and came to the area uh, and began helping out with De- what was then Deaconess Hospital Association. And he donated $50,000 of his own money. That's got to be like inflation rate. I don't know. I don't do yeah. that math very well. I'm not listeners of the show know very well. I'm not a math guy, but that's got to be a lot more. It's got to be. I would. <laughs> yeah. I would. I would guess it millions. would be in the millions yeah. today, if you were to you know figure out what the dollar value was then versus now. So yeah, back in 1905, fifty thousand dollars would have been a, a large, large. It's still a lot of money, it's but still back a lot then, of money. Yeah, but even more yeah. so back then. Absolutely. So it, that told us that he, you know, it was a very philanthropic. Uh, gentleman. He cared very much about the community. He wanted Deaconess Hospital Association to be able to expand and serve the needs of the community and, and children who were in need of hospital care. So he donated that large sum of money. He was um, a chief surgeon, chief of staff, I believe, at one point as well. And um, he just had a big heart for um, all different kinds of charitable efforts in the area from everything that we have learned about him. So 
The hospital was named in his honor before his passing, as was the nursing school. So it's wonderful that he got to see that honor before uh, he passed on. And everywhere you go in Green Bay, you're going to see the name Bellin. Right. And I mean, uh, I'm not exactly sure when this will air. We're talk- we talked about that a little bit beforehand. But uh, we are sitting here on the Monday before Packers training camp opens up. And even on uh, you know the, the training camp jerseys and all around, it's uh, it's Packers training camp brought to you by Bell and Health. So absolutely, uh, his legacy lives on in his name and all of the philanthropic and community work that Bell and Health does, as well as as Bell and College of Nursing. You know, turning into one of the premier nursing schools in in the region, if not the country. Absolutely, we get a lot of nurses um, who come to do testing in the area. They're maybe uh, going for their RN license and they'll have a test that they have to take and they stay at the house, uh, the inn, and they love the history, just yeah. knowing that it, we're, I, I just feel like- It was like, the, it was like the home, it was like the origin place of nursing education. Absolutely, in absolutely. Our so it's very historically significant. And so. it's a peaceful house, yeah. it really is. We have a, a photograph of Dr. Bellin and, and one of the early- nursing um, uh, graduating classes up in the parlor and just always let people know about um, you know what happened during that era in the Astor House. It's amazing. So let's uh, let's move uh, move the timeline up a little bit here. So Dr. Bellin passes and then for a period of time, um, so he, after he passes, he's established his legacy. He's done so much work in the community. This was his house. There's a lot of historical things that happen there when it comes to the nursing community, that sort of thing. But then what happens to it? Sure. So there were private families that lived there for a number of years. And in the about 1993-94, a couple purchased the home. Uh, Doug and Nan, and they decided that Green Bay really needed to have a bed and breakfast. And they went about um, hiring folks to architects, and I can't even imagine the undertaking of transforming the second and third floors to what they are today. Right, from a, from a residential layout to a bed and breakfast, hospitality right. suites. Absolutely. Every single suite has its own bathroom and so there's private baths in each one four of the five have jacuzzi tubs that are very sizable i don't even know how they got those tubs up to the second and third floor but they did and four out of the five have fireplaces as well and they're really set up for folks to come and enjoy the suites. We do have one common space, which is the parlor, where I'm sure Dr. Bellin probably spent many, many um, um, hours of his time looking out over what Green Bay looked like back in the 1900s. But um, so there's all that history was capped in the parlor. The main staircase is exactly as it was. The original chandelier is still hanging there. And uh, the flooring is the same. But the second and third floor were completely transformed. And Doug, uh, being a landscape architect, designed the gardens around the inn, which are amazing. And Nan... Yeah, I'm looking at some pictures right now. It's gorgeous. Oh, thank you. It's We have a lot of helpers uh, with that. So um, Nan actually um, designed the themes of each room, and we have kept those true to her original design. So each suite 
is reflective of a different part of the world. We have the Laredo, um, the Vienna balconies, the Marseille gardens, London, and the Hong Kong suite. And the suites are all either on second or third floor. Um, and Vienna balconies is split between second and third floor. So uh, it became a b and in 94. Doug and Nan ran it for about five years and sold it to Barb and Greg Robinson. And they had it for about a total of 21 years. Greg passed away in 2012. Barb continued to run it with a small staff until Tom and I purchased the house in uh, 2019, right before the yeah. world changed. <laughs> <laughs> what a time. Yeah. Uh, so I want to just go back a, a little bit just to getting to know you a little bit more. So sure. We'll, so we kind of went through the brief overview, like high-level timeline of, of the Astro House. What were you doing during that time, and, and how did Rhodes lead you and Tom to purchasing the Astor House? That's a great question. Um, so I worked in radio broadcasting most of my life up until uh, the B&B, and a lot of my years in radio were right here in Green Bay. That's why this microphone doesn't scare me at all. <laughs> I feel like I'm home right now. Welcome back to the airwaves. <laughs> Thank you. It was so much fun. So I loved doing that. I loved serving the community in that way. Back then, uh, when I started, we were playing vinyl, and nobody had the internet that they could look and see if school was closed. That, that came from folks like me who were delivering that over the air. People were hearing it first time. And it was a magical time to be Im- involved and um, just kind of watch that industry evolve over the, the course of the years to uh, you know, being more reliant on, on internet technology. So I did that. Uh, my husband, Tom, uh, he's stepdad to our two kids. And uh, Tom was in retail in the area for a very long time. I also managed large apartment complexes along with being on the radio. Usually was working three jobs at once. And, busy, uh, busy, yeah, I busy. Know, I know. And my father was a professional chef his whole life. And he, and, oh. yeah, and he worked here in Green Bay. I was going to say, any specific like restaurants that he worked at that we would know about? Wally's Spot, which oh, is that no was, more. Yeah, it's no more. That was like my grandma's like favorite place. Absolutely. For sure. my, every time I went to Wally's, even after my dad passed away, when I would go to Wally's on Friday, and have their fish fry, I felt like my dad was making my dinner. Very so, cool. Yeah, That's I just, awesome. Yeah, I like to, to think maybe a, a little bit of whatever they did, he might have inspired somewhere along the way. Definitely. But um, so there, and then the stratosphere, which then turned into uh, cliffhangers for a while okay. out on Humboldt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he ran uh, his own place with my mom in Coleman, a few miles, you know, 40 miles or so north yep. of Green Bay. Worked in Kiwani at what it, I think the last, it was the Kirsten Hotel for a while. It was the Coach Light Inn, I think, for mm-hmm. a time. So all over the place, all different kinds of cuisine. So I had an upbringing in In hospitality, culinary. right. right. Yeah. Uh, good, good teachers. My mom did all front of house, trained mm-hmm. staff, everything. So I had great, great teachers. So there's me in radio and business management. My husband, Tom, years and years uh, working for um, for Walmart in different leadership okay. positions yeah. over the course of time. And we loved going to bed and breakfast. And we would always watch the innkeepers and think, Tom worked in culinary as well for several years at a, an exclusive country club. And so we would watch the innkeepers and always wanted to live in a big house with a porch. And we loved entertaining people when our kids were living at home. 
their friends would always come over and I would feed them. And it was just kind of a natural <laughs> thing to invite people in yeah. and, and share space, you know, and, and help people feel comfortable and welcomed. Mm-hmm. And so we'd watch these innkeepers and think they get to live in this amazing house. Right. And, and just share. get to like share the house and share oh, stories and be yeah. hospitable. It looks like a great time. And make food. Yeah. And so um, we just, we would watch. Way better than sitting in a cubicle. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and there's value to that. We, the, yeah. the, it takes all different kinds of things to make the world go round, sure. but I love the tradition of a bed and breakfast. There's a trust element there mm-hmm. that I think is really special and precious, especially now, because I think, you know, sometimes we get skeptical of strangers and we're uncomfortable and, and we open our door to strangers every day. We probably have a thousand people come through the house every year. And you don't know them until it's, we have a lot of rituals. Right. And then too, they and then they leave and you're like, you made yeah, a new friend. You did. And then they come back and you get to watch them grow and, and you hear about yeah. new children or grandchildren yeah. or marriages and you kind yeah. of see these people through their stages of their life. We do. We've had people get engaged at the Astor House and then come for their wedding night and then come back and say we're expecting. And we've had people from all walks of life, all types of, of cultures and family status and you name it. And the thing of it is we want everyone to come in. Uh, everyone wants the same stuff. We want everyone yeah. to walk through the door and know they're truly valued. Right. And that we are truly honored that they came and decided to visit us. So let's let's rewind a little bit. It's 2017, 2018. What, how does Astor House get on your radar? Yeah. Oh, gosh. So... Um, I think the first memory I have of the Astor House is when my folks were still alive, um, when the Astor House was turned into a B&B, and my mom and dad and I toured it. And I was mesmerized by it. We bought a gift certificate for one of my siblings to stay there, and it just was magical to me to walk through it. I loved every bit of it, so it never left my heart. And when my husband Tom and I were investigating the possibility of could we do this, could we buy a bed and breakfast, the Astor House was for sale, and it was for sale for a long time. Barb Robinson really wanted to sell it to someone who was going to continue running it as a bed and breakfast. She didn't want to sell it as a private home. Right. And to find that right person to come along, you know, it, um, it's, it, you're, you're purchasing a lifestyle. You really are. And it's a beautiful lifestyle, but it might not be for everyone. Mm-hmm. So Tom and I tried to buy the Astor House in 2010 and couldn't quite get over the hump of what we needed for closing. Uh, we had all of our ducks in a row. We had mm-hmm. over months and months had created a solid business plan. We have financial backing, but we just didn't have enough cash in our pocket to make that happen. We're calling our relatives. Yeah. Saying, Do you want to invest in our bed and breakfast? Like, right. yeah, you know, no. we believe in you guys, yeah. but maybe not quite that much. Right, right. So we had to. Talk I mean, that's that. a big leap too. I mean, it even is. though you had mentioned your background in in the hospitality with your parents and all that, I mean, Tom's coming from a retail background. Yep. You're on the radio and doing business <laughs> stuff. It's like, what are these two thinking? Invest in a bed and breakfast? What is happening? <laughs> yeah, we're not we're, we're not sure about that. Yeah, so, yeah. So we had to tuck that in our back pocket, and for ten years we would drive by that house because we lived in De Pere. Yeah. Our kids went to school there and uh, we we lived in De Pere for years and years. And so we would drive by the Astor House frequently and dream and mm-hmm. look at it and think maybe, maybe someday. So fast forward from 2010 to about late 2018. And, and I'm assuming Tom stayed in his role in retail and you continued yeah. to 
you know, your radio career or you mentioned some other business stuff yeah. you were involved in. So just kind of went day to day, regular regular just life status quo yeah, yep, yeah, getting yeah. the kids all for set 10 up years and, and every once in a while driving by the astor house thinking what could be <laughs> yes <laughs> oh and that and there's a lot of uh, uh hopefully inspiration there because i think we all have dreams in our in our back pockets oh definitely that yeah. i would like to do this someday and and it really does speak to you uh, you know the the importance of not letting that dream slip away just because it didn't happen this time um, so yeah, we just uh, we tried again in late 2018 or so. Started the ball rolling again, getting a new business plan. Everything mm-hmm. had changed. We couldn't really use the old plan we had put together because so yeah, many I mean that's eight, different. eight nine years old. Right. At that point, yeah, there's yeah. definitely some updating, refreshing that needed to happen to yep. that for sure. So we had a great, uh, another great business plan put together, and and we got a consultant involved, and and had financial backing from a, a lender, and uh, this time we're a, a little bit better set up to, uh, you know, to to make it happen, and. Um, some miracles happened on top of everything that Definitely, we had done to prepare. Yeah. Honestly, some miracles that happened, and there were, uh, you know, the, the generosity of others played a, a, mm-hmm. a factor as well. Definitely. Um, and now it's it really you wake up in the morning. For us, it's uh, you, I can't tell you how many times we pinch ourselves just driving up that driveway and thinking mm. we really live here. And it's been three years, and that yeah. has not stopped. So before we move on, I have some questions about the first years of ownership. Obviously, there's yeah. a lot to dive into uh, yeah. there. But I, I, so we in our pre-conversation, we realized your kids are about my age, and we yes. actually went to <laughs> the same high school. So uh, you know. Shout out. It's a great day to be a Redbird. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Yay. Great memories. Um, so uh, what, did your children share this dream with you? Were they in the car driving by it with you? Did you, did, did they know that this is what you wanted to, to you and Tom, that this is what you and their stepdad wanted, wanted to do? And, and, and what, what has been did. their role in supporting you there? Thank you. I I appreciate the question because I feel like they are probably our biggest fans. And, you know, they're living their own dreams now. They're both on career paths that they love, love, love. And it's so much fun to just see them spread their wings and and live out their dreams. Um, But I think as a parent, one of the greatest gifts you can give your, your children is to be happy and take care of yourself and follow your own dreams too. And I used to wonder what in the world am I going to do, you know, when they uh, when they graduate high school and they go off on their own, what right. will I do? Yeah. And and we're super busy. But yes, uh, they did know uh, back in 2010 when Tom and I made the first uh, effort at it, they were both 100% behind us and, and hoping that we were able to make mm-hmm. it happen. Um, they have helped out in countless ways, just in, just in offering their enthusiasm, their support. There are times that I have a question that they can help with because of what they do in, right, in their right, lives. Right. And, also, and, you know, it's funny when things flip like that, when you're a parent and you're trying to impart <laughs> wisdom on your children. And, and now you're going back for yeah, advice. It's like, like, wait a minute, what yeah, happened? How, yeah. how is it that I'm calling like, you? But, you planted the seed and now you're going to harvest the crop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's really good. It's yeah. a great crop. It's like, oh, my goodness. I don't know how much, you know, it's they have carved their paths. You know, as parents, of course, you like to think you had a, had a role somehow. But they... They are self-starters. They have have pursued their dreams, and they're very happy. But yeah, there are times I just call them to bounce ideas off of them. Mm-hmm. 
or what do you think about this? And, and um, they couldn't be happier. They love coming there. I love when they come and, and visit. They, uh, our daughter and her family live down in Gurney, Illinois. Our son is okay. in the process of moving from Montana to uh, Bentonville, Arkansas for okay. a promotion he just got. Oh, and, congratulations. Uh, Shout out. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. They both have, have beautiful careers. Our daughter's an author, uh, and our son is uh, um, an asset protection director for Walmart, North America, and Puerto Rico. So Awesome. And our daughter writes for Penguin Random House. So. Very cool. Yeah. Happy we'll have to, kids. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to give her? Do you want to give her a quick plug? What's the book? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She. Shut it um, up. Let's hear. Oh, it. very good. Her yeah, first yeah. book came out in 2020, and it's called The Circus of Stolen Dreams. And her second book came out in the spring of this year, called The Edge of In Between. She's gotten starred reviews on both books from the American Library Association. She got a recent starred review from Publishers Weekly. Her books are out in audio. Um, Very cool. Hardcover, and the first one's out in paperback. paperback. And, uh, yeah, we actually have autographed copies of her books at, uh, at the Astro House. Oh, perfect. So if you want, yeah. if you want a, an autographed copy, go check it out uh, at, at Astro House. So uh, let's dive back in uh, to a little bit more about, about the ownership because you have a unique situation. Yeah. We've talked about it with a lot of business owners um, on here. In fact, um, Logan, the owner of Chives, was on the very first episode of the 920 show, and he took over that restaurant in 2019 late wow. 2019 so you take over the restaurant after 10 years of, of visioning and dreaming and driving by <laughs> and it's it's a dream come true moment and you have about 12 months of bliss before the world shuts down it was even less than that nick we took it over before the packers home opener in 2019 oh so, that was so you September. had like six months <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like yes. not even a year okay it was crazy it was crazy. So we had a business consultant that helped us out for the first year. And I remember he said to Tom and I, this is going to be big and it's not going to go away. So get ready. Right. I mean, besides the healthcare industry, mm-hmm. like the healthcare industry was the number one most impacted by COVID-19 by far. But a sec- the second was the hospitality industry uh, yep, travel. and the travel industry, yeah. like by far. We felt it immediately because our international travel... We're good. I just kicked okay. the cord. We're good. We're good. We're good. Keep going. You keep okay going. There, keep Nick? going. Yeah, I'm all okay, set. Okay, good. I thought maybe you were going to fall over. No, no, no. The microphone almost did, not me. <laughs> Sounds good. I, I would have been here for you. Yeah. Um, Jump yeah, over and grab it. <laughs> reach over yeah, yeah, and pull you back yeah. out. You're supposed to be the professional here, Nick. What is going on? <laughs> yeah. So we. Um, we had, uh, you know, just kind of our, our heads in a spin because everything came to a standstill with our international travelers. And we saw that drop off right away. We get people from all over the world. People come from everywhere to the Astor House. So we've had folks from China and Germany and Poland and the Philippines and you name it, Switzerland, all over the place. And so all those travelers... Um, weren't moving about anymore. And so we felt it right away. I actually reached out um, and uh, ended up being interviewed on a local news station or two. I was on a national uh, interview with Gray Broadcasting that ran all over the country. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somehow I kind of became a a little mini spokesperson for those small businesses who uh, obviously it was lives before livelihood and Mm -hmm. and we understood that, but we were so impacted financially. Yeah, I think that's more of a circle than a linear relationship though. You know what I mean? There's a lot... it's a great, you know, thing to say live lives before livelihood for sure. But like, also, 
the livelihood feeds into the you know so you need to it's more of a balance or a cycle true true um, yeah so so how how'd you get through it that's really a great question I, mean, I know it sounds like a really like <laughs> like boring straightforward question but I there's yeah. they're considering the situation there's a lot of depth there so how, how did it how did it all go down how, how are you how are you sitting here today in 2022 still the owner and and looking like we're on the you know hopefully on the other side of this thing yeah absolutely so <laughs> I thought about um, mr. Rogers who I loved watching growing up and he always said whenever something bad happens, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said when something bad happens or something scary happens, look for the helpers. And I've never forgotten that. And I, th- I said to my husband, there's going to be help for this. I just know that there is. This is huge. It's impacting everyone. We have to believe that there's going to be help. And so we got busy investigating what help there was. And there was help on a local level, city of Green Bay, was amazing and our gratitude you know is is so so very deep for everything the city of green bay did to help us there was help on a statewide level um and there was help on a national level and i said to tom it kind of felt like in some regards applying for the student fafsa every day i felt like we were we were going every day it was like each blank we had to fill out required research in about five different places just to answer one question on one of these application forms. And, uh, but it should, right? Yeah. It was if, if you're going to get granted or gifted money or you're going to take out some kind of a loan. We, we did take one um, a s- smaller loan out um, from the SBA. Everything else, every other bit of help that we got was gifted. And you just had to do your homework. Mm-hmm. You had to do your homework. I know businesses who yeah. didn't How, try. W- remember that business plan you had to revamp? Yeah, Was any yeah. of that in there? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody planned for pandemic. Doggone it. You yeah. know, why didn't we think now we know. Pandemic? Now we know, yeah. Never again will I leave yeah. out that possibility. <laughs> it was crazy, but we just really got busy, and that became where all the effort went for the hours. We closed voluntarily for two months. We did not have to. Uh, mm-hmm. But we didn't know what was going on. How do we operate? How do we do right. it in a way that everyone who comes is going to feel welcome, loved, appreciated, you know, and, and, and comfortable safe. and safe. Yeah. We had folks come to the door from all different viewpoints. We had people come that thought it was a silly hoax. And we had people come that thought it was the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. They were scared to death to leave and their like house. And like everything, it was somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. <laughs> But we, what we wanted was let's leave all the differences out there yeah. and let's invite everyone in. And Tom and Linda are going to figure out what we need to do to make sure we don't get this, you know, this thing. Because if we get it, we have to shut down. Yeah. <laughs> we really don't want to. Yeah. We, we, we want to be able to stay open okay. and let people come. So we did all kinds of stuff. We had, um, if people were going to dine in the parlor, we have, everyone had a mask when mm-hmm. they came in the house um, unless they were eating. And then there was one couple at a time in the parlor. And we did a lot of breakfast to the room. There were people that just didn't feel comfortable, even though yeah. we're a small inn. They, right. We would deliver to the room. But then they got to at least come and uh, look at some different walls for a little while. Yeah, for sure. Because that was a big, I mean, that was yeah. a big, like, it, it did feel like. It was weird. Yeah. And, you know, we had a big, beautiful house to roam around for those months. And I was really grateful. With but, five but, different you know, rooms with five different <laughs> themes. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I know. And now we're in, you know, yeah. we're in, uh, you know, the, we're in London and we're in yeah, Hong Kong. Yeah. 
Um, but we we were really excited to be able to open back up. We had a lot of help from the health department in town here in Green Bay. We had a lot of help from the Wisconsin Bed and Breakfast Association and from our consultant. All these folks helped us to, and the lodging you know industry was continually sending out information about mm-hmm. here's what you can do. Yeah, And so we did all those things. We were actually doing probably 90% of them anyway before because our place is super clean. All the suites and everything when you come in, I mean, yeah. they're, they're pristine. We want it to look how we would want it to look if we were going yeah. to stay at a place. So, so, um, so Linda, we have about five minutes oh, left. So I know we're, we're, we're flying through this. <laughs> There's, you know, the time is going by so fast, but like I mentioned, uh, when we chatted, I want, we're trying, you know, we're, we want to keep the interviews quick so everyone sure. can, can, uh, can get the information yeah. and go. But before you go, yes. I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, the Scotty P's Big Mug Coffee and uh, Scott, help me with the pronunciation. Scott yes. Patterson? No, no, no. The, oh. the, the, the Scotty's Biscotti. Scotty's Biscotti. Okay. <laughs> Did you see the sparkle in my eye when you talk about Scott Patterson? Yeah. Scotty P's Big Mug Coffee. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. so tell tell us about Scotty P's Big Mug Mug Coffee and tell us about uh, the only place in the world that you can find mm-hmm. Scotty's Biscotti. Oh, it's so much fun. So, Lorelai, my daughter, uh, she and I loved the show Gilmore Girls, and we watched it together while she was in high school and college, and uh, just one of our favorite shows. And Scott Patterson played Luke Danes. It's still one of the most popular uh, rerun series on Netflix today. It's an amazing, amazing show. And so being big fans, Lorelai decided one day that she was going to hire Scott Patterson through the Cameo um, Yeah, the Cameo app. Thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, where you, you can, can give them like a script and they give yeah. you a message and that sort of thing. Yeah, 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 you can hire Brett Favre or whatever. So she yeah, yeah, hired yeah. Scott Patterson to do like a little greeting for me as a gift. And it was delightful and made me cry. And I was so happy. And then um, I thought that was it. And that was great. But then Scott Patterson reached out through his assistant, uh, sent us a sample of his coffee. He now owns Scott. EP's Big Mug Coffee. He was known on the show as having the best coffee in town. So it was really quite brilliant for him to start a coffee company after the, the series wrapped up. And um, it's great coffee. It's amazing. So his assistant sent us some. We loved it. Said, yep, we're going to carry this coffee and serve it and ended up eventually selling little 12 ounce bags as well. So Scott Patterson is kind of watching our socials and liking my food pictures. And I'm just delighted by this. It's ecstatic. And he puts us all over his socials, his website, his Instagram, his Facebook. Suddenly Tom and I have our 15 minutes of fame and we're getting all these likes and people coming to see us because we have this special coffee. And then um, fast forward about a year, Scott Patterson has his assistant reach out and she said, Scott would like to know if you'd be willing to custom create some kind of a treat to go along with his coffee to sell under his brand name. And Nick, I could have fallen over. <laughs> Did you think point. it was a prank at all? Were you no. like, okay, no. <laughs> no, because I'd been... Oh, because you I'd, built the relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd been emailing with her, but yeah. I just... You could have knocked me over. I could have passed out right there. Just passed out. Get the smelling salts, because you're going to have to revive me. But I was honored, you know? Yeah. And so I started creating different ideas and shipping them off to California during the pandemic, mm-hmm. right? And Scott... Well, that's a great way to keep yourself busy during that time. Great. That's awesome. It was great. And yeah. knowing that one of my favorite 
actors in one of my all-time favorite series was, you know, enjoying something mm-hmm. that I created at the Astro House. So Scott just he tried all these different things. He would get a box of my treats, eat them all before dinner, and I would hear <laughs> from his assistant, you spoiled his dinner again. He ate it all in one sitting. So trial and error over the course of many, many months, we landed on the idea of biscotti. And he kept critiquing and saying, can you make it crispier? And then I'm researching, Mm -hmm. how do I make it crispier? Sending him more and more batches until we landed on what he felt was perfection. And I agree. So I created every single recipe. We have Dutch chocolate, English toffee, and butterscotch. And they match some of his um, the coffee coffee flavors. Yeah, yeah the Scotty Sweet Shop coffee flavors. So um, you can only get this by visiting the Astor House. Scott did not want to go into shipping and all of that mm-hmm. at this point. Shipping is incredibly expensive right now. And unreliable. And he said, you know, you want to get it when it's fresh. Yeah, and he yeah, said, yeah. let's just get you guys busy and send people to the Astor House to get mm-hmm. this. So we are so super honored. He had his team create the labels for us that we It looks um, very cool. I love it. Thank I'm looking you. at a picture of it right now. It's, it's got so like the little great. Scotty Peas coffee and rainbow colors. It's yeah. very... Um, and the window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the little window. You can see the, the product there. Yep. It's a very, very cool logo. Thank you. And, and people have to pre-order it because as fast as I can bake it in our little kitchen, yeah. it goes out the door. We do have a line on a potential uh, commercial kitchen. If we get to that level, we've we've researched all that. But right now, we're taking little baby steps, and uh, but we, it could turn into more. Very good. Line. Well, we will be on the lookout for more uh, more more Scotty Peas Big Mug Coffee, more Scotty's Biscottis <laughs> uh, coming out of the Astor House in Green Bay. Sounds good. Uh, that's about um, time we have here. But I'm going to give you an extra minute or two. Tell the people where they can find you, where they can follow you on socials, where they can learn more, and uh, and then we will send everyone on their way. Sounds great. So you can visit us online, make reservations, very user-friendly. Uh, they're at www.astorhouse.com. And they can find us on Facebook just by searching the Astor House. You're going to see a picture of the house right there and a picture of my homemade baked goods, which we didn't even talk about yet. We didn't get there. We will we'll have to have you back time. on. Yeah, we'll have you back on for sure. Locally award-winning baker. So we'll, we'll talk about that next time. <laughs> for sure. So we do everything in-house. And uh, they can find pictures and things of all the stuff that Tom and I create um, by going to our Facebook and Instagram. We're Astor House GB. They can find us there as well. And uh, we're always happy to uh, set up tours. If people want to come check the place out, they need to call and, and make an okay. arrangement for that. But And um, all the like phone number, everything's on the website. It's on right? the website. Okay, and cool. we look at it as everyone's house. We just take care of it. And it belongs to everyone. That's beautiful. Thank That's you. That's beautiful. Well, uh, Linda, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. I feel like we have so much more to dive into, yeah. and we will do so uh, when we get you back on. Maybe we'll look into you know fall, winter. Maybe sure. you'll have some news for us on Scotty's Biscotti's or a, co- a commercial kitchen or expansion there. So absolutely, uh, thank you so much for your time. All right, um, thank you. And we will be sure to talk again on the Night Two O Show. Sounds so, good. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Welcome back to uh, the weekend look ahead here on the 920 show. Uh, first, a big thank you to Linda of the Astor House for sharing all of that history, um, how she got involved, how they persevered through uh, that, the pandemic. Super interesting conversation. Uh, and if you're a history buff, definitely go check out the Astor House. That's where you're going to find all of the a lot of the uh, history in the area. So, 
Katie. Let's get into this weekend. Let's get into the the weekend. You are the queen of the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. How, what did you do this past weekend? I sat on my couch like... <laughs> I know you were not feeling well, so you did not go... Don't like Which, that. <laughs> You're such a party animal for 22 I years know, old. I know, right? I know. It's terrible. Oh, 22 going on 34. Pretty much. Um, all right. So what do we got? Tons of live music uh, once again. Sangria, Sangria and, and salsa. Sangria and salsa. Saturday. At um, Captain's Walk. At Captain's Walk. I love that event. I talked about it last week. It's happening again. Next oh, look nostalgic. at you. Look at you, Howard. With I no, um, that means fireworks my, show. My dog's gonna have a little stress that night, but That's it's okay. fine. It's fine. Just give her there a double dose of anxiety medication. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like it's funny, but really though, she is prescribed anxiety medication. Uh, um, Howard Community Fireworks um, Show at the Village Center. How cute! What about music and munchies at Titletown? I love that for them. Let's see. We'll provide the food. There's entertainment for your lunch break. Very cool love that for free for, for of course oh summer concert series at von steel head out to algoma to catch some live music on the uh in the uh in the vineyard mm-hmm. and then of course habitat is still going on at uh botanical gardens uh make sure you check that out before uh it closes for the season which i know is pretty far away yeah. since it's just just fall but um and then the uh, national railroad museum the milwaukee beer line is still is mm-hmm. still going on so uh lots to do um but it is the last weekend in summer so i'm sure you know everyone's going to be soaking in the long weekend uh just a reminder to everyone be safe out there um when you're coming into into green bay we hope that you enjoy all that we have to offer from outdoor recreation to events to dining to restaurants and bars it's a big weekend so um so make sure you're safe make sure you're friendly um let's do a, a couple plugs here and then we will get you on your way unless you have anything to, else to add miss katie I was going to ask, did you see anything on the timeline from the 30th birthday at Stadium View? Oh, no. I, I didn't. Oh, I, I was trying to see stuff, but okay, anyways. I, uh, you know what? Now I'm going to have to go look. We're going to have to. Let's, let's, I'm going to go. I'm going to pull up Stadium View's Instagram. They do a good job on Instagram. Let's see. Because they did like a ton of stuff this weekend. Yeah, I just want to know how the Mario. I want to know how the Mario Kart Go-karting went, too. went. So... Um, if Ugh. you are Stadium View, yeah, check shot. out, check it out. Yeah, check out Stadium View. They deserve a follow. They deserve a like. Go check out how their how their thirtieth anniversary party went on on the socials. I know I'm gonna go look right after we're done recording, and maybe we'll share something. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. Cool. We'll see. Um, a little bit of housekeeping, real quick. We are gonna continue to have episodes, but. Um, we're we're moving and we're going to try to stick on the schedule, but we are moving, um, the office that we are in temporarily until our visitor center is built, uh, was purchased and is going to be developed, which is very exciting for the community. Uh, but that means we are, uh, having to find a temporary space. Uh, we're going to be right by Margarita's though, Katie. 
And I love salsa. I know. So. <laughs> I know. It's you look, We can get like fresh, warm chips right next door. Literally just walk oh. outside the door. I'm so yep. pumped for that. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, but we are going to be, you know, back and forth. And, yeah. and so just bear with us as we um, as we go through this move. Uh, we'll, we'll try to get the podcast out uh, like normal. Um, but, you know, if we're late a day, don't, as Katie would say. Don't at me. There you go. Don't at us. <laughs> all right. A couple of plugs to get you on your way. Uh, Katie, where can they find all of your hard work at on social media? Discover Green Bay. And also, I just want to plug this. Mm-hmm. Check out our blog articles because they're kind of fire lately. Yeah, they've been good. <laughs> they've been really good. And I know you've been working hard on, on that content. So shout out to you. And uh, definitely go check out everything that Katie's doing on the content side for socials and on the blog. Um, make sure to like, rate, review, subscribe. comment, subscribe. Make sure things. we grow. We are growing. I've seen a couple uh, reviews. I think we have like two or three five-star reviews. So let's, Ooh, let's go us. Love that. Probably my mom. Probably <laughs> my two. We're getting real here. <laughs> All right. As always, everybody, have a fun and safe weekend and get out there and discover Green Bay. See ya.